Hello and welcome to the Matt Belair podcast. As an explorer of the mind and world, author and coach, I have spent a lifetime learning how to push my limits and achieve my highest potential. My mission is to bring you the most inspiring, conscious, and empowering teachers, leaders, and thinkers on the planet. To bring you stories, lessons, and messages that will help you master your mind, body, and spirit. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. Hello again, you splendid human being. It is such a privilege and honor to be back with you again. We have another amazing guest for you, a very unique guest. His name is Alamir, and it's a very fascinating, deep um, story that we're going to get into, and we've entitled this one, Surviving Pain, Embracing the Shadow, and Finding the True Self. Um, he lives in Pakistan. I believe it's Pakistan. I hope that's right. We'll, f- we'll figure it out in the podcast, but he went through a lot, and now he's a little bit, uh, He well, now he is a writer and a spiritual teacher, but his story is truly profound. You're really going to um, enjoy this episode. It is deep. It is a little bit heavy, but there are so much uh, wisdom in this episode. So we talk about a lot of things. We talk about his extraordinary story, uh, how he tried to commit suicide multiple times, uh, how he got to searching to who am I, why am I. Um, He talks about how to go through pain and what he learned. We talk about toxic spirituality. He talked about uh, the four aspects of self, which I thought were great. Um, We talk about... um, Uh, spiritual bypass and surpass or how we're trying to imagine and bypass and surpass reality Uh, taking away the boundaries to touch the consciousness Um, we talk about prana versus kundalini and the boundary between you and god and a whole bunch of other stuff so he's a very wise kid uh we definitely went deep and we stayed deep it's a really amazing episode um so i know you're going to enjoy it if you want to support the podcast and you like the program please share this episode with your friends please do an act of kindness today if not three acts of kindness it is a mathematical formula turn on your dna um, increase your consciousness as i understand it it makes total sense to me Um, you can also go over to patreon thank you so much to those of you who have become my patrons that really does help keep the show going it keeps me um, able to eat sandwiches Um, so i want to thank so much to uh marilyn draper who toss a buck in the bucket um so i appreciate that so if you like the episode just uh, or the podcast just go to patreon.com forward slash matt belair and toss a buck in the bucket um you can also leave me a review because that encourages other people to listen to the podcast as well so this one comes from ph robot and it says expand your awareness matt is grounded insightful and has incredible guests i've had the opportunity to speak with matt one-on-one and he is truly an inspiration hard not to love his message and thoughtful discussions with his guests so thank you so much um i wish i could read through the lines and figure out who that was <laughs> um but i appreciate you taking a moment to leave that review it does mean a lot um for those of you guys who want some coaching just go to mattbelair.com forward slash coaching and i'm doing a few things like i 90 minute breakthrough sessions i'm also doing heart journey one-on-ones where i basically hypnotize you into your heart and it's the closest and most powerful thing that i've seen to help people discover their life purpose or at least find a very positive and fulfilling direction um also the 90 minute sessions could be breaking through limiting beliefs creating a life plan um q a whatever you want it to be but very powerful and strategic sessions and also we do uh, one-on-one sessions and that's where i'm gonna or more more um involved monthly sessions and that's like exploring consciousness spirituality peak performance personal development also working with teams if, like sports teams or even organizational teams uh, to level up if you're a business person i can definitely help with that as well i'm just trying to teach you guys everything that i've learned on this path which does go very much into peak performance in business, but with that spiritual perspective, because that really creates a meaningful, fulfilling life experience and you actually perform way better. So it's using the science of peak performance with um, the metaphysical tools that work. So if you're interested in learning that, hit me up at matt at zenathlete.com. Um, check out David Lone Bear Senapass, my sponsor, lonebearsarts.com, and go to facebook.com forward slash 
Distant Ancient Echoes. And he is going to be doing a webinar series every Thursday at 8 p.m. EST for the next seven weeks, except for uh, this Thursday coming up because we will be traveling to Sedona for the first ever event with a Mi'kmaq elder and a Zuni elder sharing their ancient knowledge. This is a really big deal. So if you enjoy the episode, you know, I'm over here in Maine learning from David Lone Bear and, um, you know, I humble myself to his knowledge, to his teachings, to what he's bringing forth because it's truly outstanding. And that's why I'm here learning more from him. Uh, supporting what he's doing as well as doing my podcast learning for these le- from these leaders and as far as what I've seen you know he's one of the most extraordinary leaders I've ever seen on the planet and that's why I'm working so hard to help him get his message out there and his teachings which are over 20,000 years old it's truly an extraordinary story so please support him if you want to support the podcast look at what he's saying um, he needs support um, we kind of both need support because we're working really really hard with very very uh, little resources so if you have skills in uh, if you want to be a professional assistant and you have skills in that or web or marketing or video um, or you can assist us you know send a resume and a cover letter to why you want to assist us at matt at zenathlete.com and i'll tie you into the amazing projects we're working on because i'm basically doing everything um, and could really use some help so we can focus a little bit more on what david wants to offer for the science for the teachings so i can have a little bit more time to promote zen athlete and do more teachings and there's so many video courses i want to do um, and all that kind of stuff so if it feels feels good in the belly then hit us up because we could use you um but you don't have to also so yeah keep that in mind um i think that's it um sign up for the email list and if you haven't uh you could also go forward slash uh lucid dreaming get yourself a free lucid dreaming track um check out my sponsor as well sync tuition if you go to bit.ly forward slash gamma waves you'll get three free binaural beat tracks and you can also go to bit.ly forward slash activate health and get a 50 dollars gift card from purium health products and they have everything from cbd supplements cleanses weight loss and everything and they are premium health products so check that out it's 50 bucks you can spend um, as you wish so that is it um, before we get into this let's start with a quick um Um, meditation to get into peace and coherence and so wherever you are in the world just stop what you're doing and take in a deep breath in through your nose hold that breath and just let it out slowly with all the cares and all the worries of the day take in another deep breath in through your nose hold that breath and just really connect to your eternal divine nature coming to total peace and total presence Let that breath out slowly with all the limitations, all the self-criticisms, all the self-doubts. Take in one more deep breath in through your nose. Holding that breath. And just letting it out slowly. Coming more and more present, more peaceful, more aware. Just feeling totally at present, totally at peace, totally calm. And ready to get into this amazing episode with Alamir. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Master Mind, Body, and Spirit Show. I'm your host, Matt Belair. Today's guest is a resident of Lahore, Pakistan. He was born with hyperempathy syndrome. He was therefore a quiet kid at school, never talking with anybody. He just sat in a corner trying to figure out his extreme feelings. Later in his childhood, he was taken by a group of abusers at his school, for the next three years, continuously abused him mentally, emotionally, and physically. This left him with depression, anxiety, suicidal thoughts, crippling health, panic attacks, and lots of pain. He committed suicide three times in the following two years. All of this while his home remained a battleground of its own nature. From the face of this adversity, he found himself walking the path to spirituality. He is now a suicide survivor turned spiritual teacher. He has acquired an uncanny understanding of human emotions through resolving them in his own self. He refers to himself as the broken healer. He now shares his learnings on Instagram, which has reached thousands of people around the world. At 17 years old, he is the author of the book, Poetry, uh, author of the poetry book, Unwounded. Welcome to the show, Alamir. Thank you so much. It's it's an honor for me to be here. Yeah, it's an honor for me to have you on the show. When I was sent um, your story, and that's a brief summary of kind of what you've been through, what you've gone yeah. through, what you're doing, and I, and I read some of your writings, and I think that they're beautiful. Um, you have an absolutely extraordinary story. It's, it's 
terrible and awful in so many ways, um, but you've gone through it all. So if you want to just share as much as you care to share the background, because I think it's important. And I think that uh, most of the audience here being Canada, the U.S., um, you know, your upbringing and your environment and the country and everything, you know, all of those are factors. So maybe you can just dive in and, and share whatever you feel is, is best to catch people up. Okay. So I'm starting at where I first became aware of life within me. When I was like four years of age, like I, unlike most spiritual teachers, I was not very conscious in my mother's womb. But when I was four years of age, I was playing with a group of my cousins. And suddenly, one of my cousins, he just like took a leaf in one of his hands, like out of a plant, and just ripped it off from the plant. And suddenly, I literally felt like tremors going across my body, as if my arms were fracturing apart. So that was my first introduction to the world. Like that's how I became aware of everything that is in this planet. And uh, it's actually been like all my childhood, it was like this hurricane of emotions and I could never make sense of it. It was just one feeling after another, after another, after another. And in that situation, like I would never ever talk with anybody because like, some, like my heart's part like my heartbeats were always racing. My, I was always having tremors. I was always having like these weird kind of headaches, migraines, and like every aspect of my body, every single cell in my body was going through some kind of an emotion, an individual emotion. And in that hurricane, I, I, I was actually not able to find what was my own feeling. In that situation, I was sent off to school. <clears throat> and uh, there it all got like three times worse. Everything. It just got like so much worse. Uh, I remember that one time like I was walking into, into my classroom and uh, I had one of these fellow students whose mother had died. And I just felt like this strange kind of thing in my own heart, in my own body as if my mother had passed away. So that was such an insane experience. And I just actually like walked out of the classroom. I went to the washroom and I started to cry. And I don't know, like when did these people saw me? They were like four to five people who were like 18 to 20 to 24. And one of them was 50. So all of these people, they looked at me and they were like, oh my God, this is such a feminine boy and that is such a shame like you should not be feminine a boy cannot cry so what they actually decided was to man me up so three years they manned me up they had me go through all kinds of physical emotional and mental abuse every single one of them and uh, I wouldn't go into the details of that but Later afterwards, I was, later afterwards, I was like, um, I'm so sorry. I'm actually like um, shivering right now. Because it is not because like I have like this weird kind of emotion still in me. It's not like I am still like regretting, like why did I, why did this happen and why did that happen? It is just that whenever I think about that seven-year-old child, it still makes me shiver. It still makes me just go like crazy. Like how can anybody ever take a seven-year-old and make him go through all kinds of weird things just because they saw him crying one day? But that happened. And uh, when... They left, they left me with depression, they left me with, they left me with anxiety, they left me with suicidal thoughts. Every single day I was thinking about killing myself, every single day I was thinking about new ways, I was discovering new ways to kill myself. And I was one of the child, like I had internet access. So you know how insane that can be, like every single second of my life was trying to end it. Every single second of it. Every single second of it I was just motivated to end it somehow. I used fire, fire. I, I also even used fire and I used 
cuts, I used medicine, every single thing, but somehow I still survived. Somehow I still survived. Every single time I will do something and somebody will just come up at time and just stop me or someone will just come up at time and like get me to hospital or like if when I ate medicine, I just had like a vomit and it all came out. So somehow I always survived every single suicide attempt that I have ever done. My family, on the other hand, they were going through their own crisis. Everything was like, they like my mom and my dad, they were always fighting, always fighting. So in that kind of situation, like the child gets neglected, you know? And like, even though I was like one of the children who had the most attention, still, I got no attention when it came to my pain. I got no attention when it came to my happiness, which was actually never there because it just got lost in like that hurricane of emotions. Every single happy moment of my life, it just been like that. Like I would walk into a room where it's supposed to be happy and it's supposed to be blissful. And I would just feel the negative emotions of the people. I would just feel them within my bones. And when you're feeling that in your bones, you cannot laugh. You cannot do anything. So I got labeled as shy. I got labeled as a sister. I was, I, um, everyone started to call me a transgender as, as a form of bullying. They started to call me transgender, not like to identify me with it or to respect it, but like to bully me. So even my own home became like a source of bullying for me. Like even there, I was getting bullied every single second of my life. In all of this situation, and it really has been just insane, everything that has happened. But what I have understood, but what happened, okay, so that, this is one of my turning points. So one of my turning points was, I was watching a Teal Swan video called How to See Your Aura. So after seeing that video, I just went in front of a mirror I went in front of a mirror and I just started to look at my body. And as I was looking in, on my body, suddenly like my body began to dissipate and there was this dark cloud that surrounded it. And the dark cloud, it merged my whole existence and I could no longer see my body. And in that situation, in that moment, I actually was forced to make the decision. What is happening to me? Where am I? Who am I? And when those questions arise in you, when those questions actually arise in you, that is where your path begins. That is, that is the day that your journey begins to self-realization. That is the day that your journey begins in spirituality. The day that these three questions arise in you. Where am I? Who am I? And why am I? And those questions, they just came true in that moment. The next three years, they have been years of healing and a lot of and a lot a lot of healing i have actually learned to dissociate from human emotion i've actually learned to dissociate from my thought process i've learned a lot of things which help me to cope with my ability even today so that if i choose not to feel somebody i no longer feel them but if i choose to embody someone if i choose to embody somebody i just experience all of their pain, all of their suffering, all of their happiness, all of their memory, every single signature within my own body. So that's my story. Well, man, I appreciate you sharing that. And I know that um, we wanted to gloss it. Well, it, whatever you want to share is fine. But when I read your bio, you know, the bullying that you experienced, it was intense. Um, you know, I think that a lot of people out there in a lot of schools are being bullied in different ways, but yours was extremely severe. Um, I don't know if you want to share just like a couple examples, if, if you feel like that's necessary, just like, you know, maybe not the details, but like a couple things, because the reason why is you've overcome something that's extraordinary um, in a lot of senses. Like, you know, I think a lot of people feel like they have pain and they have suffering in their life. And it might be because somebody called them stupid or something small, but yours, yours wasn't small and you were, you were able to overcome the other side. So that's the only reason why um, I was going to ask if you were okay to share with one or two um, and then go into the process of if you are experiencing bully, 
bullying and uh, empathy. You know, they have, they call them empaths now, or I like to call it general human beings who care about other human beings and can sense their feelings. Um, but some exactly. people, but some people feel it a lot more and you're one of those people. Um, you know, yeah. I was one of those people growing up as well. It's, you know, like uh, I would cry when my brother would cry and he'd get hurt and, you know, it's like stuff like that. But when you're a boy or you're a man, you're supposed to stuff those feelings aside. Exactly. Um, right. And in your culture, even worse. And so for you to overcome what you did, I think is extraordinary. So maybe you can talk like, maybe give a few examples if you wish, um, and then give some insights on how you were able to, or if somebody's going through that to start to overcome and like some sort of mindset that might've helped you as you went through it when you felt like there was no help and there was no way out. Okay. So some of the examples of what I've been through, one of the chief examples was that I was forced to lick vomit off of a floor. They actually made me lick vomit off of a floor. And that was like a very, very dirty floor. Like nobody had washed it in like years. So they had like vomited on it, one of them, and they asked me to lick it clean. So I had to lick it all the way through until it was clean. And another one of the example was I was forced to dance naked in front of them at the age of eight. And another one of the example is that they will lead me through these guided visualizations, you know, like, like a demonic Louis Hay, you know? So a guided vis visualization where they, were, they will actually lead me through this process that today when I will go home, I will have my parents hanging through the ceiling. My sisters and my brother, they will be all dead on the floor and blood will be dripping out of them. And it's all over the ground. So these are a few of the examples, but definitely there is more like they hit me with a belt. And they told me, like, why do you do this? Like, you need to man yourself up and you need to correct yourself up and you're so bad and you're so wrong and you're this and you're that. Like, every single thing. Like, they will constantly tell me what is wrong with me in every single way. They will tell me that my body is wrong. They will tell me that my emotions are wrong. They will tell me that what I'm thinking is wrong. They will tell me that what I'm doing is wrong. They will tell me that everything about me is wrong. And in that condition, I used to think myself as the most sinful human being on the planet. And I thought that this was my atonement, that I was going through my atonement so that God could love me. So that I can become lovable for God. It is ironic because I think that God loves us most the way that he created us. You know, God does not require us to change ourselves to love us. God will love you the way you are, the way that you were born, the way that you were created. So one of the chief questions that I have for people who bully other people is just this. If you have a problem with the design, why do you bully the human beings? Why do you bu bully those people who are designed that way? Why don't you go and fight the designer? If you have the problem with the creation, go and fight the creator. You're talking about God, right? So if you have a problem the way that God created me or the way that God created anybody else, just go and fight him. Why are you hurting us? Why are you hurting other human beings? It doesn't make any sense. And if someone, somebody is listening to me who is actually going through some of the intense bullying, I think, I really don't think that there is much that I can say to help them right now, but I can say them, this one thing, and I know that this is super cliche, but I can tell them from my own experience that it will get better. It will get better. And they will not stay here forever. In that moment, I used to think that I will be abused forever and ever and ever. Like never in my life will this stop. But when that moment came, I, that everything stopped, I couldn't believe myself. I, and then I punished myself three years just this, like I couldn't stop where they stopped. 
I kept going on and on and on. And that's the depression and that's the anxiety and that's the panic attacks and that's the suicidal thoughts. I kept going on and on and on even when they stopped. So if you are in such a severe condition, one of the things is go and tell someone. I didn't tell someone because I had my own, I had my own like thing where I could not, where I could not bring myself to go and talk about this to anybody. Not because like, oh my God, like I was shy or this or that. I couldn't go and talk to somebody because I knew that then these people will get hurt. And I couldn't get myself to do that. I couldn't. And that is the day where I was like, this is such a curse. This feeling that I'm feeling, this is such a curse. Like I cannot even go and tell somebody that I am being abused because I'm actually empathizing with my abusers. Like when they will come near me and they will shout me in my head, you're so wrong, you're so evil, you're this, you're that. I would actually be thinking about what they have gone through in their childhood. Like what have they gone through to make them like that? And I would be empathizing with that. And I would be thinking about the ways that I can help them. And I don't know if that, if that was like a curse thing or a gift thing, but I can tell you this, not many people who are getting bullied are like that. So if you're not like that, go and tell someone, go and tell anybody, go and tell your teacher, go and tell your principal, go and tell your parents, anybody no matter what barriers there are, just go and tell someone that this intensely things are happening. Go tell somebody, go share it with someone. If not a parent, if not a sibling, if not a teacher, go and tell a friend. And even if you cannot tell a friend, go and tell a tree. Go and tell something else. Go and just shout it out to the sky. Go and shout it out to the ground. Someone, something. Just go and let it out to someone, somebody, let them know. And just believe me from my own story that it will stop and that it will get better. And once it stops, don't carry it with you because that is going to be one hell of a burden. Man, how do you, that, that's so intense. You know, what you're, what you're kind of talking about is like a rapid awakening. I feel like people experience that in mild degrees throughout their life, like a little bit of bullying, a little bit of put downs, a little bit of trauma. And then they carry that around their entire life like luggage. And yes. what it seems like for me is that you just, you know, and I, a lot of people that become spiritual teachers or have spiritual writings, a lot of them have extraordinary circumstances. And one of them that comes to mind is that Wayne Dyer was telling a story. Um, and I can't remember this, this woman's name, but she was um, in the Rwanda massacre and she was hiding in a, in a bathtub. And she had to think like eight other different people with her. And then everybody she knew was getting slaughtered. And this one family was hiding her and eight other people for 30 days. Oh and she said at one, at one point they were knocking on the door to come in. They said they knew they were there and she thought she was going to die. And she could feel the machete going into her body. Like it actually, actually felt it. Then the next day after that, she somehow, similar to what you were saying, felt like the compassion and the empathy and the forgiveness for the people abusing that had just killed all of her family. Um, it's a truly extraordinary story. If anybody knows that book or that person, um, I, I, I got to find it. I'll put it in the show notes, but uh, it's unbelievable. And it's kind of similar to what, what you're talking about is you're, you're forced in this like extraordinary circumstance that people don't have to deal with. And it's like this massive tumble of like an awakening of like cracking the shell and, and almost not identifying with, with, with this external thing, right? Because what you're talking about is validation. You know, you're not good enough. You should be like this. This is the way it is. And that's kind of the world we live in, but yours is in your face every single day. And we believe that on micro levels, you know, we all believe that on micro levels and the idea to become awakened and enlightened is to, is to take um, the inventory back in and the power back in to understand who you really are and ask those three questions. So 
I'm just curious if you can, I like, did, did you come up with a conclusion with where am I, who am I, why am I? Um, did you just explore that forever? Or did you come with a conclusion? And what are some of the insights um, that you have now being on the other side and like dropping that luggage? Because that's extraordinarily hard to do. People hold on to that pain and that luggage like it's their favorite, most sentimental item forever exactly. until their 90s. So just wondering if you could speak on that. Okay. So first coming to the three absolutely abused questions, the most abused questions in the self-help industry. Who am I? Where am I? And why am I? I think when it comes to where am I, the answer is you are the somethingness and nothingness. That's where you are. You are at a something in a large quantity of nothingness, in a large stream of nothingness. And this is what in the Buddhist culture they refer to as nirvana, nothingness. Or in the Sufi culture, they refer to it as fana, nothingness. Or in the Indian culture, the yogic culture, they refer to it as Shiva. Once again, that which is not. So what is life? What is happening? What is existence? What is physical? It's just a small happening in the lap of that nothingness. And that's something, it is very, very limited because it has a boundary. Whatever has a boundary is limited. So, but what that nothingness is, is that it is boundless. It is absolutely like an ocean. It has no barriers. It has no barriers, it has no boundaries, nothing. It just goes on and on and on. So where am I? I am a tiny little speck on a tiny little planet in a tiny little galaxy, in a tiny little universe, in a massive nothingness. That's where am I? Now, the next question, why am I? I think the question, why am I, is once again, it is arising from this sort of like trying to find a sense of purpose in life. You're trying to find a purpose in life. What is my purpose? Everyone wants a purpose. What I'm trying to bring, and this is one of my quotations, that life has no purpose. It is the purpose. So why am I? You're here to experience life. That's it. You're not here to help anybody. You're not here to do this. You're not here to start a foundation. You're not here to like sit on a throne and rule or lead. You're not here to sing. You're not here to do anything. You're here just to experience life. This is why you are here. You're here to experience life because the way that you experience life, by you experiencing life, what we are referring to as nothingness, it requires a new awareness. A new consciousness arises within that nothingness when you become aware, when you live life, when you experience life to its fullest extent. So that is the purpose of life. Why are you here? You are here to live life to the fullest potential. That's why you are here. And then, who am I? I think this is a question like, who am I? I'm no one. This is the truth. And I know like that is the hard thing to understand, but that is the truth, that I am nothing. I would love to say that I am a poet. I would love to say that I am a mystic. I would love to say that I am a broken healer, as I call myself also. But all these words, they are only to identify myself for a certain period of time, so that when I'm talking with you or when I'm talking with anybody else, they can have an identification with me. But when you remove that identification, when slowly you begin to remove all the barriers, and one of the barrier is this physical body. This is the barrier. This is also a boundary, isn't it? Like this physical body, it's also a boundary. So when we are talking, you're slowly like taking away all the boundaries. And when you take away all the boundaries, what is left? Nothing. Because it is when something has a boundary, it is something. But when it has no boundary, it's everything and nothing. So that's what I am. I am no one and I am everyone. So this is the answer to those three questions. 
but I, but I don't want you to take these at philosophical face value. I don't want you to do that. I want you, I want for every human being, and I wish every human being the capacity to experience this firsthand. And I don't want you to believe this before the day that you experience it yourself. But the day that you will see it, that's when you will see it. That's when you will know it. Like I can tell you everything, but it doesn't matter. What do you know? What is your awareness? What is your consciousness? That is what matters. So this is it. This is also the only step, self-awareness, consciousness. When you're self-aware, slowly, aspect after aspect after aspect, you keep becoming self-aware, more and more aware of yourself till you realize that there is no self. This is realization. This is self-realization. This is the path of the yogi. This is the path of the Buddha. This is the path of the of a Sufi. This is the path of a mystic. This is it. You keep uncovering one aspect and another aspect and another aspect and another aspect, taking down everything which you are not, one after another, one after another. And the last thing that you take down is your body. The last thing that you take down is your mind. And after that, you're nothing and you're everyone. So that's the truth of existence. How do you get there? Consciousness, awareness, self-awareness. This is how you get there. I like it. <laughs> it reminds me of Alan Watts. And uh, Alan Watts, he says that, you know, when you realize you die, um, life either becomes a serious game or a, or a play. You know, the purpose of life yeah. um, is, is um, just to be alive. So he's like, that's, yeah. how, that's how simple it is. It's just to be alive. Yes. It is very simple. And so what I think. Complicated. Yes. We, we complicated. We complicated with our graduations. Oh my God, this degree, it's everything. Oh my God, this relationship, it's everything. Oh my God, this job, it's everything. Oh my God, this car, it's everything. But then you get it and you realize it's nothing. It's just another tiny speck in a tiny little planet, in a tiny little galaxy, in a tiny little universe. And when you realize that, it doesn't matter anymore. That car doesn't matter anymore. The job will not matter anymore. It only matters when you don't have it because you think that this is your expansion. You think that this is your limitlessness. But once you, but once you get it, you realize that even that has a limit. And that's when you're like, okay, so what do we do with this? We are still limited. And that's when the question arises of spiritual path. That is when the question arises that, okay, so now we are talking spirituality. We're talking limitlessness. We're talking boundlessness. In the physical body, there is no such thing as boundlessness. In the mental body, there is no such thing as boundlessness. So you have to go beyond that. And when you go beyond that, when there is this distance that comes within you, the body, the mind, the emotion, and this is how I do it. This is how I manage my empathy now. Because there is this distance between me and my emotion, me and my thought, me and my body. You know, like in the Western self-help culture, they give a lot of attention to the human thought. Extreme, like positive thinking. Just think it's a beautiful day and it's a beautiful day. It's not. Like seriously, it doesn't make it a beautiful day. Just thinking, oh my God, it's a beautiful day. Look, the sun is out. What if... On, the very, on that very day, you get raped. What then? Is it still a beautiful day? You just go and say, oh, just think positively. Just think flowers and pink rainbows and hippies and stuff like that. And everything will be fine. Just like I, I read the most absolute blunder like a few days ago on Instagram. It just said, here's how to be happy. Just wake up and decide that you are in a, that you are in a good mood today. That's it. There you go. That's the code of life. Just wake up and decide that you're in a good mood all day. Boom. Buddha was lying. Buddha was lying. This is the truth. Just decide that you're in a good mood and whatever happens, you just stay in a good mood. No, that's not true. If you are always in a good mood, then it means there is no possibility of growth. From good mood, no growth can arise. 
if the growth has to arise, you have to go through the worst. That's where the, that's where the growth happens. And this is why with human growth, the Buddhist philosophy always uses the lotus as an example, because it arises out of shit. Yes, it arises out of shit. So what the human experience also arises out of negative. When you resolve the negative, that is when you grow. And this is why you have to evolve. This is the way that you evolve. If you keep being positive and just decide that you're in a good mood, you are only going to bypass reality. This is what I refer to as toxic spirituality, by the way. Toxic spirituality has two parts. First part is used to surpass reality, go beyond the reality. And then there is the other part, which is used to bypass the reality. Surpass the reality. There, there are these like yogic postures and meditation and this, that, like 15 minute meditation and it's all done and stuff like that. So this is surpassing reality. You're actually creating a different kind of a space away from reality. You're still not blissful in your experience of reality. You're creating it away from you, a mental space away from you where you are happy. And then when you come out, out of the meditation, boom, it's all the same thing again. But for that 15 minute, you experience that calmness or that peacefulness. So this is the type of spirituality which is used to surpass reality. And then there is the other part which is used to bypass reality, which is this positive thinking and shift the focus philosophy, which is absolutely bullshit. For example, if you are in a room and it's like a dirty room, like a very, very dirty room, and you just say, oh, you just shift your focus and it's all gonna be clean. No, it's not gonna be clean. If you have to clean that room, you have to recognize the dirt in it. You have to recognize where it's messed up. And then you have to resolve that. And unless you resolve that, it won't get cleaned. So that's how you do it. You, you first of all, accept it. You accept the reality of the current moment. And then you go ahead and then you embrace it. You allow it. You allow it to flow through you. And then the third thing, which is you integrate it. Integration means you take it as a part of yourself. What is the resolution? What is the message it is trying to bring? You bring that message into your awareness. You resolve the situation. This is integration. And then the fourth thing, you let go. This is one of the most essential steps, letting go. If you don't let go, integration will become poison. So that's how you do it. That's how I did it, at least. Awesome, man. Yeah, I totally agree with that. You, you nailed a lot of good points there. What what I immediately thought of was alchemy. And most people will think of alchemy as lead to gold. Um, but the actual yeah. alchemical process is filtering through your dirt. It's going through exactly. all of that stuff, finding the corners in your own house, your own body, your own mind that are dirty. And then you just kind of, you know, you grab the brush out and you kind of go through it. And I totally agree. Um, and I've actually never heard somebody, you know, kind of point out those two um, two things a toxic spirituality because i've heard a spiritual bypass and then i've had people uh, accuse me of spiritual bypass as they're doing it and i'm just like what is happening <laughs> i was like because you get confused and there's a you know it's, people just do different things and who knows maybe i'm spiritual bypassing i don't freaking know man i'm just doing my best um but that you, that's a very good way to put it because i think that you know in the law of attraction positive thinking it can go a little bit too far sometimes and when you talked about removing the layers you touched on this a little bit i kind of want to get into that um you remove the layers of self so i got to remove podcast host athlete writer now flute player which i suck at but that's an identity too could be awesome compared to somebody else um so all these identities of me to get into the oneness mind the non-local the being alive like a like a child mind you know but then on the other side we're sitting here and we're creating and there is this impulse to create with our intention so I'm going to throw some stuff at you and you can pick out what you like. Um, so where do we go with the impulse to create, to have a family, to provide for that family, to do the things as we're impulsing from this more positive state. Um, and then I kind of wanted you to touch on a little bit of the, um, you know, the law of attraction, positive thinking, change the world. Cause I'm, I'm guilty of that for sure. I want to change the world and try to make the world a better place. And I can say, you know, my, 
my mindset does make an impact and my actions can make an impact, but there are parts of the world like you live in, it's pretty messed up. So if somebody comes over here with a law of attraction idea that might be a little bit more, I don't know if you'd say left side or right side, but let's just say hippie butterflies thing. It's just like, oh, well, you're fine. Those abusers, you just literally got to think it's all good and you're, you're totally hunky-dory. They have no idea what you're dealing with over there. It's intense. And so what would you suggest to maybe your own culture or, or educate our culture a little bit into how to feel peace in a challenging situation and everything else that I said? There's a lot of stuff there. So you pick up what you'd like. Okay. First of all, coming to the self. So when you look at the self in, in the yogic culture, I'm going to use the help of the yogic culture right here. In the yogic culture, we recognize four aspects of yourself. The first aspect is your buddhi, which is your intellect. So your intellect is basically what you gather. Whatever you have, based on that information, you create data, with, data within your mind. And using that data, your intellect functions. It cannot ever go beyond that, right? So this is it. So the intellect, when you transcend the intellect, we call you a Buddha. Then you're a Buddha. If you, trans if you transcend the buddhi, then you're a Buddha. The next aspect of the human identity is ego, ahankara. Ahankara means that this is everything. This is the podcast host. This is the athlete. This is the Zen athlete. This is the motivational speaker. This is all of those. These are your, this is your ego. I'm sorry to say that, but this is your ego. All of these, these are your ego. These are your identities that you have gathered from around you, right? So when you look at it, you really realize when you actually really look at it, that they are never there, that they were never there. And they will never ever be there unless you imagine them. You're simply imagining them. It is you who is putting them out there. If you don't put them out there, they are not there. You choose to identify yourself as a Zen athlete. If you don't choose to identify yourself as a Zen athlete, you're just another man. You're not a Zen athlete. So this is the truth of your essence. This is the truth of your existence. That beyond this, whatever your identity is, is memory now your memory your identity or your ego is basically formed around your memory so whatever memory whatever experiences you've had whatever like you've learned whatever you've gathered this that you're just gonna build it up in an ego and then based on that ego your intellect will function so these are the three aspects of why are these three aspects these three aspects are here to help you with survival. If they are not there, you cannot survive. Trust me, and trust me on this, if a yogi walks from Himalayas and comes in the modern society, he will not be able to survive. There is no possibility of him being able to survive because he has none of these three. So you have to have these three to survive. If you're anything else, if you're an animal, if you're a wolf, if you're a dog, if you're a cat, if you're a bird, there are certain survival things. Once they have been taken care of, everything is well. You don't want anymore. But in other words, we can say that their life ends at survival process. But human life is different. Human life ends, human life begins at the end of survival process. It is only when your survival process ends, that is when your real life begins. And that is the fourth aspect, chitta or consciousness. So what is consciousness? Let's dive into that because that is what will explain a lot of things. What is consciousness? Consciousness is not awareness. Awareness is a different thing. Consciousness is a different thing. What you're referring to as the consciousness is the source of creation within you. Let me give you an example. What did you eat today? <laughs> I ate some special K and <laughs> some eggs. Okay, so you ate eggs. 
which animal did they belong to? Chicken. Okay, chicken eggs. So you ate chicken eggs and there is an intelligence within your body which turned it into a human being. Which digested it, assimilated it, and now it is a human being. We cannot recognize that egg within you. So there, is, there are countless amount of such things where you ate a bread and we can no longer recognize it in you. Where has it gone? It became a human being. It became a human body. So this intelligence within you, which can turn a chicken egg into a human being in a few hours, imagine if you could touch that with awareness. It is happening unconsciously right now. You, you're not aware of it. But imagine if you can touch it with awareness. How will your life be? Your life will be magic. Yes, isn't it? I mean, Charles Darwin is saying there have been thousands and thousands of years which take for evolution to happen, for one thing to become another thing. And look at you. You have done this overnight. You've done this in a few hours. So isn't that magical? This is magic. So this aspect of you, which is the source of creation within you, which just knows how to function, which has no knowledge, no memory, nothing, but it is the source of everything, which is you. That is consciousness. And when you touch it with awareness, that's when your life actually blossoms. So this is the self thing. So it is only when your ego will go away, when the Zen athlete will go away, that the infinite being will appear. For the infinite being to appear, the Zen athlete will have to disappear. Just like even in my life, like there were a lot of identities that I was forcing myself on, that I was forcing on myself. But it is only when they go away, that is when the infinite being appears. So if the infinite has to appear, these little things, thingies, have to go away. They have to run away. If they are there, it will not work. Now, touching on the law of attraction thing. The law of attraction is also the ego drama. It's just more and more ego. What is ego? Ego is a false sense of self. It's false. It's imagined. It's not real. And whatever is imagined, we imagine things for two reasons. I will go back to that. To bypass reality or to surpass reality. To go beyond it or to stay away from it. So these are the two reasons that we imagine different things. So in the law of attraction, you imagine positive things. It is for the sake of staying out of reality. So reality is one thing and what you are is another thing, right? So this is law of attraction. What they are referring to as law of attraction is whatever you will vibe at, you will receive. This is actually, I, in my opinion, this is one of the lazy man's concept. Just sit and think flower, 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 and it will appear. No, it will not appear. It comes from a different kind of consciousness. Like it comes from a different kind of understanding. Like, you know, like in a lot of mystical people, a lot of occultists, they would just do this. They would sit there and they would think flower, 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 and a flower will appear. So some of the people picked it up. They think that if you just think flower, 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 it will come here. No. What they don't understand is the amount of process that it has taken for that man to bring it to such a level that one of his thought is so powerful that it, meant that it changes, that it shifts the fabric of reality. They don't recognize that in the law of attraction thing. So the law of attraction, is it real? Yes, it is real on a certain level. But when you look at the physical level, it is not real. In the physical level, you don't think flower, 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 and it appears. In the physical world, you think flower, and then you shift your focus, then you, then you think soil, then you think seed, then you think water, and then you implement them. You put the seed in the soil, 
you water it every day you take more and more care of it and then a flower will appear so in the west there is a lot of this goal-oriented thinking the process nobody cares about the process but the process is the most essential you can't think mango 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 and get a mango you're only gonna get jangle so it it won't work so if you want a mango go through the process bury the seed let it come out let it blossom and then when it blossoms take care of it just be there unconditionally present with it as it slowly grows out and then blossoms and then turns into a fruit so that is the spiritual process the spiritual process is not here to bypass reality the spiritual process is not here to surpass reality it is to live in reality profoundly this is spirituality everything else it is just hogwash it is marketing material that's all it's good marketing material because it feels good for some time but in the longer run it will destroy you because it will take you away from your truth what if you, i'm actually literally feeling crap right now i still have to think positive just to have a good day no don't think positive just to have a good day just for the sake of having a good day when things change within you you will be positive you will have a good day by nature all right guys i hope that you enjoyed that episode with alamir he is deep he has an extraordinary story he has very uh deep spiritual knowledge it's truly amazing i enjoyed that um episode and if you enjoyed it, please share it on your Facebook wall. Let us know what you think. Um, leave a review in iTunes. If you want to take an action and toss a buck in the bucket, you can go over to patreon.com forward slash Matt Belair and support the show. That way it really does go a long way. But the most important thing that you can do is to do an act of kindness. Go out of your way to do it. If not three acts of kindness a day, which is a mathematical formula for activating your DNA and living and experiencing the higher consciousness. If everything I've ever read on those subjects, nothing makes more sense to me than that so do three acts of kindness a day go out of your way and don't tell anybody um all the other things for supporting the show is a true bonus and i'm grateful for that i want to shout out david lone bear Senapass, lonebearsarts.com check out the episodes that i've done with him there are going to be a bunch coming up he is doing a webinar series that you can check out on, on my facebook page it's matt belair official also at distant ancient echoes and uh, that's going to be every thursday at eight o'clock i believe and you can just find them other than this Thursday, but that'll we're going to continue them after that because we are going to be in Sedona uh, for the first time ever. A Mi'kmaq elder and a Zuni elder will be sharing this ancient knowledge. Both of their histories are over 20,000 years. It's really extraordinary, and these guys have, like, no support. It's ridiculous. So that's why I'm here. I'm here learning more and being like, oh, my God, you're serious. Um, and this goes into technologies. It goes into some pretty incredible stuff, um, advanced technologies, you know, but it has to be for everyone. So if you're interested in helping out and you want to learn more please check out his work go to lone bears arts you can make an inquiry matt at zenathlete.com um, sign up for the email list and if you want a free lucid dreaming just go forward slash lucid dreaming if you want some coaching and you're serious about leveling up i'm doing 90 minute breakthrough sessions i'm redoing the heart journey as well people are having powerful experiences because it is a heart activation experience where I turn on the eternal wisdom of your heart and allow it to speak forth through a hypnotic process. Uh, people are having amazing experiences there so we can do that and also one-on-one -on -one coaching. So all of this is really the best that I've learned in spirituality, consciousness, peak performance, uh, multi-dimensional tactics, lucid dreaming, anything you can shake a stick at and um, I'm going to help you to solidify that, make it really simple no matter where you are in the journey, whether you're you're trying to figure out what you want to do. I help a lot of people who are going through uh, a life transition where they, they want to make a change and they don't know how so a lot of people after they coach they make pretty drastic life changes hopefully for the better they do say it's for the better but um, it's a different way to navigate life so you get all the tools of really identifying what's important for you um, powerful strategies for achieving a life and, and creating a life that fulfills you and how to do it from a place of fulfillment from where you are so all the best tools and strategies for that so just go to mattbelair.com forward slash coaching you can also make inquiries for speaking, and that goes for myself and David Lonebear. If you want to 
want to have us come and speak, uh, we are happy to do that. Just invite us to where we are. Uh, David said he does want to go to the UK, that he does want to go to Australia, and that would be fine with me as well. Um, so I'm probably going to stick it out with him for a little uh, while longer um, until I got to go back to Canada, and we'll see what the next phase is. Um, but just want to send out all of my love and my gratitude for everyone out there. Um, if you haven't checked out the Zen Athlete book yet, definitely check that out. Gift it to a friend because it is a guide to self-mastery. All the spiritual techniques um, just hidden in sport for kids, but you'll you'll see what I'm talking about when you read the book. So just to close this out, getting ready to pack up to go to Sedona. Super stoked. Uh, let's come into peace and coherence. So wherever you are in the world, just stop whatever you're doing and taking a deep breath in through your nose. Hold that breath and just imagine source light coming down from the universe, covering every cell and every muscle and every fiber of your being, going right into the earth and just let that breath out slowly with every limitation, self-doubt and self-criticism, connecting to who you truly are. Taking another deep breath in through your nose, holding that breath and just making the internal commitment to be loving, kind and compassionate to yourself and loving, kind and compassionate to others and realizing that you can control your perspective and that you are supported and that you are an eternal being, just let that breath out slowly with every self-limitation, every self-criticism, every self-doubt coming to total peace. Taking one more deep breath in through your nose, holding that breath, and I'm just sending you all of my love, my support, my gratitude, my well wishes, my energy, and I want you to send out all of your appreciation, gratitude, and energy, and love, and well wishes to all the podcast listeners, to everyone you've ever met, to your friends, your family, your enemies, your co-workers, and just send that positive energy to the entire world, um, coming to peace and coherence and collaboration. Just see that energy come back, magnified a million fold, and just let it into your heart, charging your cells and your muscles and every fiber of your being, knowing that you are connected to all life on earth that you an eternal that you are an eternal divine being worthy of being here and a powerful creator so thank you so much for listening to this episode and i look forward to seeing you in the next one